Hey, it's Melvin, one of your friendly neighborhood podcast hosts. Whether it's your first time tuning in or you're a longtime listener, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. Reviews are the lifeblood of the podcast world, so if you want to help us out, it'll take only a moment of your time. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Melvin, and this episode is going to be unconventional. As you know, Cinematic Doctrine has a Patreon page. Patreon is a website that allows content creators to coordinate support for their work. Think like a GoFundMe or PayPal system for fans to support content creators they enjoy, except they also receive some sick perks. You know about this already. You've listened to the podcast. You've heard me during our call to action advertise the Patreon before. I've explained that for as little as $3 a month, you can not only support Cinematic Doctrine financially, but also gain access to exclusive privileges. One of these privileges is a patron-only voting poll. Each month, people who financially support the podcast can influence the show by voting on a film we review at the end of the month. Movies that our patron supporters have chosen over the last several months include An American Pickle, a PG-13 Seth Rogen comedy vehicle, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, the popular multicultural teen romance on Netflix, and American Gospel Christ Alone, a Christian indictment of sleeping faith and the prosperity gospel, also our most popular episode this year. In other words, thanks to our Patreon supporters, we've been able to watch some great films and produce amazing episodes as a result. We cherish the opportunity to coordinate with our patron supporters in deciding movies to discuss on the podcast, and we look forward to the many more opportunities and movies we'll review in the future based upon our supporters' influence. Now, why all the details on this one Patreon support benefit? Melvin, are you just advertising the Patreon right now? No, what's happening here is some clarification, transparency, and an apology. But first, let's clarify some things. Patreon isn't just a system for fans to support their favorite content creators financially. Patreon also has some social media functions. Therefore, if you click over to the Cinematic Doctrine Patreon, you'll see that I can post content of all kinds. Photos, videos, links. People who support the Patreon can then engage this content with likes or comments. A key form of content I can create for my followers is a voting poll. I can produce a title, an accompanying copy, and input poll options. However, the poll cannot be an open poll. By that I mean users cannot add options. I, Melvin, the content creator who manages the Patreon, must input options manually, and Patreon supporters then vote on pre-prepared options. As such, supporters of the podcast can't say, Boy, I want the Cinematic Doctrine guys to talk about The Princess Bride. If I support them, I'll add that to the next monthly poll. Unfortunately, the reality is that Patreon supporters vote on a preordained selection of films. That's just how Patreon works right now. We have an old post on the Cinematic Doctrine website detailing this, albeit not as explicitly as I am here. We also emphasize that the options chosen for each monthly poll will be relevant to the month, as well as include a new release or two. An example, Mank, the new David Fincher film releasing November 2020 on Netflix, is a film that would be added to the movie poll for November 2020 among a wild card or two. All this to say, the polls aren't random, and we take care to ensure they are relevant to the allotted month. With this in mind, let's move into some transparency, talk about Last Shift, the Patreon voting poll system, and what's going on behind the scenes. Understanding that I must create the voting poll in its entirety, including the options patron supporters will be choosing from, there's a few things that go into this process. Number one, 
What movies fit a theme with that month's releases? Can the poll be built around the kind of movies releasing on that time frame? Number two, what wildcard movie, basically a film that may be older and doesn't fit the theme at all, can I input into the poll for those who want something different? Number three, are the films being put onto the poll appropriate to promote on the podcast? The first two options are self-explanatory and easy to understand, but the third option can be deeply nuanced. So much so, there are times I'm preparing the poll and this particular stipulation has stumped my progress. It goes without saying, movies can have inappropriate, challenging, and sinful content. Peruse the popular tab on Netflix and you'll see this. Scroll through film Twitter and you'll notice what's popular is loaded with this stuff. Thus, it's important to ensure that what we discuss in the podcast, knowing it may lead others to check out these projects either with interest or curiosity, is something we stand behind entirely and that we can ensure with bona fide facts and experience that it is worth promoting, even if in the negative. This may sound strange since Cinematic Doctrine doesn't have sponsorships and we are not explicitly promoting material with advertisements. Not yet, at least. However, the difficult reality of a publication, whether it's a book, newspaper, I mean, people do read those, or website, which manifests the call for freedom of speech, is that we amplify speech. And it's important for us to vet and safeguard what we amplify. So how do we do this? Well, ultimately, we take a look at how our coverage of a film will benefit the Christian walk. We believe in imitating Paul at the Areopagus in Acts 17, 16-32, that Christians are encouraged to engage culture and learn about it for the purposes of encouraging and rebuking cultural beliefs toward repentance and acceptance of Christ. This is achieved by covering a myriad of films and film genres because, as we see in 1 Corinthians 9, 19-23, Paul wants to move towards all kinds of people by being like all kinds of people, insofar as he is always like Christ. So in covering all kinds of movies, we have the opportunity to pursue all kinds of people and their preferences, worldviews, and anything else. In Christ, we can confidently condescend ourselves and selflessly sacrifice who we are for the sake of loving and pursuing all people. And we see this as alignment with the fulfillment of sanctification, that we continue to know God through his word and are becoming more like him because of it, which you can see in John 17:17. 17, 17. In growing in the word, we are more accurately applying the word to all situations, including the coverage of horror films and other such material. Why? Because we want to take seriously Christ's call for the Great Commission, which you can see in Matthew 28, 16-20 to go out and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded us. And with the confidence of Jesus being with us to the end of the age, we can do what Paul does in Acts 17 and 1 Corinthians 9 with confidence, with faith. Then, logistically, we peruse the IMDb Parents Guide for a movie to inspect how aggressive, cynical, or violent a property is. Then we inspect it for sexual and nude content, ensuring that the film has no nudity, as well as non-abrasive or absurdly overt sexual content. So, not only that a property doesn't contain nudity, but also clearly provocative and borderline softcore content with clothed or covered actors. We also visit commonsensemedia.org for similar results. The reason we watch for these things specifically has to do with how a director and writer respect or disrespect a few tenets of Christian beliefs that we are made in God's image, seen in Genesis 1.27, and are to be respected and cared for on that basis alone. 
and that creation is to be respectfully cared for and maintained as per the creation mandate from God, which is seen in Genesis 1.28. Violence in movies, depending on if it's real violence toward people or animals, goes completely against this, and even fake violence has the opportunity to go this far. But for obvious reasons, as it's fake, has less of a chance. Now, nudity in film immediately jeopardizes how one respects another's image-bearing nature. Again, Genesis 1.27. And biblically, the way we are to approach nudity, quite simply, is not to approach it at all outside of the confines of marital intimacy, which you can see in the entirety of Song of Songs, and medical aid. Rather, if one is to bear themselves, the typical biblical practice is to cover them up for respect, which you can see in the story of Noah in Genesis 9.21-23. through not out of disgust for their human form, as is often prescribed to prudishness, but out of care for one's body. As such, we vet films to ensure that we are not putting our listeners in the position to the exposure of outright disrespecting image bearers in any capacity, either through the traumatic imagery of ultraviolence or in the inappropriate and provocative exposure of nudity. Longtime fans of the show may be thinking, this seems too minded as earlier episodes of the show, which are still available, contain reviews and discussions of films that have overt forms of nudity and sexual content, as well as a review of a film so violent it literally traumatized me. Those reviews remain up as archival evidence of my own personal sanctification and the work God has done in me to destroy the callous heart I had toward this sinful and unwise practice, and even, in another sense, are up to bolster our catalog and increase exposure to the podcast. Will they be deleted someday? Possibly especially as I say out loud that second reason. Sure, I have content in those episodes that clearly focus on God and his work, but why risk nullifying those words by essentially still promoting films we otherwise wouldn't promote now? And honestly, I've deleted episodes before. We used to have a review for Wish Upon, but I deleted it because I felt I was slanderous and unkind in my review. It felt unprofitable in terms of pursuing the kingdom. Furthermore, to emphasize how serious we vet and safeguard our responsibility of amplifying speech, this is why, even though our episode on The Boys from 2019 was one of our top episodes, we haven't reviewed its second season, and personally, I haven't even watched it despite my positive remarks at the time for the first season. It's simply more important to recognize what we promote on the podcast, even if we were to take the time to fairly criticize faults in the project, may lead to dangers in a way we aren't comfortable with. If Satan will go so far as to weaponize scripture against Jesus in the wilderness, which you can see in Matthew 4, 1-11, how much more will Satan weaponize violence, sexuality, and nudity? And this is where we get to last shift. For the month of October, our Cinematic Doctrine Patreon poll included three movies. Host, a film produced during the quarantine this summer over Zoom, where each Zoom user is attacked by a vengeful entity. The Devil's Candy, a film whose name is far more challenging than its actual content, as the film is overtly about the temptation to unwittingly idol worship work over family, and one father's perseverance to overcome that. And Last Shift, a movie about a young, new police officer whose first shift is an evening position at an abandoned police station. Within are dark secrets and mysteries. Of the three, Host is the only movie I hadn't seen, and all three were clean as far as sexual content is concerned. Last Shift did have scenes of women in bikinis, but they were intentionally non-sexual despite their arguably inappropriate inclusion. I would know, I mean I just watched it, but we know that doesn't give it a free pass. I know that doesn't give it a free pass. And we know that sinful hearts barely need a reason to act out. Now Last Shift won the Patreon poll, so I reached out to Carter about helping me out this week. He couldn't. 
I then texted Daniel. Also couldn't. I then thought about asking Catherine, but she had just joined me for the previous episode on Killer Camp, and I knew the workload she was facing, so I decided to look for other options. I then reached out to a fellow podcasting group to have a guest appear on the show, but understandably it was too short notice. Then I asked a friend who said, sure, that could be a lot of fun. I then watched Last Shift, this being my second time, and I realized it was not a good idea. I wrestled with this, as this wasn't a film I simply, behind the scenes, watched and decided we're not doing this and moved on. This was a movie voted on by our Patreon supporters, which meant that it was tied explicitly to the choices of those who financially support cinematic doctrine. And yet I could feel the Holy Spirit was upset within me, turning my insides within my skin and saying, you should not promote this movie. It wasn't because the film was bad in terms of technical achievement, pacing, or execution. Quite the contrary, I put it on the Patreon poll because I remember thoroughly enjoying this film when I watched it a few years ago. It's a haunting, independent horror flick that constantly throws its viewer for a loop. For all intents and purposes, it's a well-made movie. But the Holy Spirit wasn't happy. There was no cutting it, so I texted my friend, the one I had reached out to after all the panic of trying to find a co-host, and said, I'm sorry, I, I think we need to change things around this week. Let's coordinate some other time. He then responded, With all the hurdles trying to record this episode, I think you're right. The Spirit wants something different. No harm, no foul, brother. That something different is this. I'm choosing to fear God over a fear of man. And this is where we move into the apology. I must fear God over man, and I cannot go through with a traditional review or discussion for Last Shift. As Patreon supporters know, September didn't have a Patreon poll due to personal trials within the Benson household. There simply was no guarantee that we at Cinematic Doctrine could fulfill the September Patreon poll, and followers of the show will recall we only released two film discussions that month due to those in-house issues. I then decided that this month, October, we would be direct in our pursuit of fulfilling this Patreon privilege to our supporters. Patreon supporters, you are financially supporting us after all. So much so, you help us buy new equipment and will soon give us access to improved streaming quality for the podcast. And for that, we are so thankful. And yet, despite the hiccup that was September and our pursuit of fulfilling this month's Patreon poll with diligence, it's simply not possible to review The Last Shift. Having just rewatched Last Shift, I can comfortably say that this is not a movie we want to promote. Ultimately, this is due to my own failure a month ago when I created the October Patreon poll, organized its polling options, and carelessly said, yeah, all three of these movies, including Last Shift, are worthy of your vote. To further dig my own hole, I'll be clearer here. I knew Last Shift had to do with occultism and demonic imagery. I knew a plot device used within the film was explicitly demonic, and I recognize a lot of cultural Western Christians are already uncomfortable with non-demonic ghosts and ghouls. Some straight up don't celebrate Halloween in the most innocent of senses, handing out candy and carving pumpkins. And while we still review horror films, or in other words, promote horror films, which may contain demonic or pagan imagery, I mean, we did discuss Sinister after all, and I still stand by that episode, Last Shift was simply a bridge too far in terms of its content portrayal of the spiritual and demonic, and ultimate message, which, frankly, I'm still not sure what the point of Last Shift is about, even if I appreciate its technical merit. Because, really, Last Shift is just too grotesquely violent. It isn't gory, and it isn't going into the absurd violence territory of a Tarantino film. In other words, it's not cartoonish or comedic. 
Last Shift is more in line with realistic violence. Its images are stark and scarring. Its lingering camera enjoys the macabre, and its tone is so obscenely dour that its message becomes muddled and cynical. As Jessica Lauren, the new police officer in charge of maintaining order in an abandoned, forgotten, and sinister police building, the overwhelming dread and misery present in the psychotic and psychopathic narrative of Last Shift becomes too dangerous for us to cover on the Cinematic Doctrine podcast. It balances petrifying visuals with an uncomfortable level of cynicism that simply crosses the proverbial line we set for ourselves as a publication. There is no order to be maintained in Last Shift. It's all chaotic, and what used to be a building bustling with justice is now left aside for spiritual chaos to control. If there is a message to be received by Last Shift, it's that the world we live in used to feign order, but is now abandoned to the vile machinations of the enemy. It is hopeless. And I say that as I try and interpret what Last Shift is trying to say. I try and do this all the time with art because all properties of art say something, even if by accident. It's just how art functions on a fundamental level. And if that's what Last Shift unintentionally says, and that's how it says it, then I absolutely don't want to promote it on the show. That's why I'm breaking solidified conventions with this episode, why I'm comfortable not having a co-host to discuss Last Shift, and why I'm comfortably saying to you directly that I am not promoting Last Shift on Cinematic Doctrine. Even if so much in the last two months asserts that I should adhere to the Patreon poll now more than ever. In fact, when I recognize how important it was for me to respect this Patreon poll, I think it sets the tone for how big a deal my mistake is and how important it is to humble myself to you, our listeners, and our supporters. Which is why I apologize. By not appropriately preparing the Patreon poll, not only are Patreon supporters let down by yet another month where their privilege is bungled, there is now a potential distrust in Cinematic Doctrine's ability to appropriately vet and engage media for the glory of God. And to that, I humbly admit my faults, apologize, and I ask for your forgiveness. I could feign ignorance and say things like, I've never run a podcast or publication before. But the reality is that, with all the safeguards we have in place, there is simply no reason for error. Which asserts how bad this oversight was, and I say again, I'm sorry. For the sake of ensuring I adhere to the Holy Spirit, I have to put myself on the line here and take full blame for what took place. And with that in mind, I must also fear the Lord over the fear of disappointing you, Patreon supporters, or anyone else excited for a conventional episode of the podcast. And I know the Lord would be sorely disappointed if I went ahead with a normal episode for Last Shift. Moving forward, we'll be extra discerning in the films we cover on the podcast, what movies we input on the Patreon poll, and ensure the privileges allotted to Patreon supporters are further respected as the last two months have been very difficult in terms of meeting the provided support benefits. Hopefully this explanation meets you well, and we ask that you continue to pray for our work on the podcast and the website. We want to glorify God with each word we say and keystroke we make. The more we pursue God, the more opposition we face from Satan and our own sinful flesh, and it's important we remain vigilant and wise during these spiritual battles. If you made it this far... Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for your continued support and listenership. Hopefully this November and beyond we can continue to improve and iterate on the content we provide. Until next time, stay cool. Want some Cinematic Doctrine swag? You're in luck! 
we've got 3-inch Cinematic Doctrine logo stickers exclusive for Patreon supporters. Perfect for your travel mug or laptop. Head over to patreon.com forward slash cinematic doctrine, link in the show notes, and choose the independent theater tier. Doing so will net you other perks too. But let's be real, the podcast stickers are the coolest perk. So get yourself some podcast stickers by supporting on Patreon.